tangled. Incompetence. Let's see here. All right. There we go. Hi, everybody. I'm Stephen. I'm the pastor, the pastor who uh, has too much in his hands and too much going on. Um, we are in a series of messages. We're actually going to finish the series today called Share Practical Steps for Living on Mission. And what we've seen in this series is that Jesus calls Christians to be his ambassadors. We're his representatives here on earth. And so we live out his mission for us and his mission. To, to live on mission means that we show Jesus by how we act and then we share Jesus by sharing the gospel and our experience of it. And so last week I gave you another homework assignment. I know that last week some people were playing catch up because they didn't do the assignment from, from week one. Um, but last week I, I told you to ask a Christian and a non-Christian to share the story of their spiritual journey with you. And then I asked you to share your spiritual journey, your testimony with a Christian and a non-Christian. How'd you do? Nervous smiles, like, uh, I don't think I did it, I forgot, dang it. I need to write things down when you tell me to do things, or at least, you know, read the emails that go out every week. Um, but I mean, some of you did this, what did you learn? What did you learn as you heard other people telling you their, their story? And, and what did God teach you as you shared your story? My hope is that you're seeing that Jesus' presence in the world is spread through relationships of listening and sharing. And that's part of the point that you would understand that this is how Jesus wants to reach the world. It's through relationships. Relationships where people listen and they share. So we're going to take a step forward again in uh, th this week. This week I talked to someone in our church who said, hey, look, I've done all that you've told me to do. I've done the homework. Uh, I shared my story with this friend of mine. I heard his story. He didn't become a Christian. So now what do I do? Good question. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. That's, that's the focus of today. Today's message is called, Your Stories Are Your Light. Your Stories Are Your Light. And, uh, and I want to give a special shout out to our kids, little ones that are both here and online. Um, just a quick question. Have you ever experienced God in your life? Maybe you've seen God do something in your life or in your family's life. Maybe you've prayed and seen God answer. Well, today we're going to see that your stories about God are how you can tell people about Jesus. And sometimes it's the best ways to tell people about Jesus. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, we're going to look at what Jesus has to say there. He says something really profound. He says this, the verses are in your bulletin. Um, if you have a Bible, you can look at them there. But, uh, but listen, this is Jesus's words. He says, this is to his disciples. So it's to us today. He says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it up on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. 
So Jesus is telling us today, you are the light of the world. And so let your light shine. And this whole series is about how can we get to a place where we are letting our light shine? How do we get to a place where we are sharing our faith in Jesus and what he's done for us? And it starts here, like this amazing news that the God of the universe, the God of creation, the God of salvation, the God who is infinitely powerful and and loves us showed up in Jesus. And when Jesus came, he said, you are the light of the world. Jesus says this about you. You are the light of the world. And he says, let your light shine. Now, how do we do this? And and specifically, how do we share in long-term friendships and in long-term work relationships? Well, not the way that I did it when I was in college. Okay, some of you have heard me tell horror stories of me as a freshman in college. I was annoying and obnoxious. I was one of those people. So I read Romans 10, 17. You know what it says? It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the message of Jesus Christ. And so I thought, oh, well, if people just hear, then eventually they'll believe. So I thought, okay, well, so if I tell somebody a hundred times, eventually it'll get them closer to the point where they're going to believe. And I just thought, all right, at any moment, I should bring up Jesus because they'll hear and the verse says they'll believe. <clears throat> That's what the Bible calls zeal without knowledge. Okay. Um, I was so obnoxious. I would bring up the Bible or Jesus at random times, at annoying times. And again, if you've heard me tell this story, if you've been around, but like my, the person who lived in the, in the dorm room next to me, she sat me down. She's Jewish. And she's like, Stephen, look, I'm glad you're happy about your faith. But if you ever want someone to actually believe what you believe about Jesus, you need to shut up. Like you talk way too much and it's annoying. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit the context that we're in. And it's just like, you're a really bad example. And I was crushed. And so that's not how you do this. Okay. That's not how we are supposed to engage in long-term friendships and work relationships. And so, well, then if that's not how to do it, how do we do this? Well, I want to recommend to you again, this is a book called Workplace Grace. Uh, Workplace Grace. I recommend this because this is the best book I have read on this matter. And it has two practices that are the best way to shine your light. Two practices that are the best way to share your faith in long-term relationships. And so, and those two practices are faith flags and faith stories, okay? Faith flags and faith stories make up what some of the best parts of this book. And so we're going to talk about those two and then how they relate, because my hope is that you will develop the habit and the practice of faith flags and faith stories in your life and in the relationships that you have. So in this book, on page 82, this is what the author says, he says, we need to learn to tell stories to people about our own experiences of God and our own experiences with God. We need to share with people principles in the Bible that has changed our lives, our families, our careers. Um, these stories resonate uh, with non-Christian longings and they allow us to connect on an emotional level. He goes on, he says, a story portrays truth in a tangible and an authentic way. It opens a window for non-Christians to get a glimpse of what it's like to be a person of faith 
and it can give them a reason to rethink negative notions that they might hold about Christians and Christianity. And also, people remember stories. When the conversation's over, they have an opportunity to ponder the story at their own pace. And so, faith flags and faith stories, these are non-threatening tools that harness the amazing power of storytelling. And they help create curiosity about faith, and they open doors for further discussion. Okay, so faith flags and faith stories. Let's talk first about faith flags. Okay, what is a faith flag? Here it comes. A faith flag is a brief mention or statement about God, the Bible, or prayer in natural conversation that communicates that you have a spiritual dimension. Okay, so you're briefly sort of raising the flag. That's why they call it a faith flag. You're briefly raising the flag that you are a spiritual person. And so that God or the Bible or prayer is important to you. Okay, so let me give you just some examples. So if someone expresses concern about a child, about their child, you could say something like this. Hey, I'll cover you anytime you need to leave work and take your son to the doctor. I'll also pray for your son. That's it, right? Someone shares with you something about their son. You just immediately say, look, any way I can help, I'll help, and I'll be praying for your son. That's a faith flag because you're just making it clear that you're a person who prays. So here's another example. Um, if you do a presentation at work and someone compliments your presentation, you might say something like this. Thanks for your encouragement. If you only knew how petrified I was this time yesterday, but God calmed me down and helped me focus. And that's it. You let the conversation continue. Okay, um, and so you're outing yourself as someone for whom, in whom God works in your life, right? You're being humble and you're admitting, hey, you know what? I was really nervous yesterday, but God calmed me down. So, right, you get the point. It's a very brief, uh, a very brief mentioning, an outing of yourself as a prayer person, a God person, a Bible person. Um, here's another example. In a conversation about parenting, you might say something like this. Uh, my wife and I were thrilled because we got this positive report from our son's teacher. And at the breakfast table, we've been reading from the book of Proverbs about living wisely. And so, well, with our son, at least one of us in our family is making progress. Okay, so again, a little bit self-deferential. Um, you're, being, uh, you're being honest, but you're talking about, oh, we've been reading the book of Proverbs, right? It's in the Bible, that kind of thing. So a faith flag Again, it just, it provides a, st a snapshot of who we are and what we believe. It identifies us as someone whose faith is important. And then it can open up opportunities for further discussion about spiritual topics. Okay. And so you want to be able to just begin to work faith flags into your relationships. You just want to mention that you are a faith person. You're a Bible person. You're a God person in the normal course of natural conversations in the relationships that you have. Okay, so that's a faith flag. What's a faith story? A faith story is kind of an extended version of a faith flag. Okay, a faith story is a one to two minute story where you talk about how you had an encounter with God or you learned an important spiritual lesson. Okay, so it's a one to two minute story where you describe how you had an encounter with God or you learned an important spiritual lesson. Um, it lets the listener see how God makes a real difference in your life. 
So these are just little mini testimonies of the ways that God works in your life. Okay, let me give you some examples. So you are in conversation with somebody and you get a comment about how you handled a difficult situation at work or in your personal life. Here could be something that you might say. Thank you. I haven't always been able to respond this way. In fact, I had high anxiety down to a science until just a couple years ago. Uh, my mentor at the time noticed how stressed I was and how much stress was affecting my work and my personality. And so we met once a week over the next few months to study what the Bible says about experiencing God's peace. And my life hasn't been the same since. So just a mini, little mini testimony. And it's, it's very often, I was having problems and then God met me and now things are better, right? That's the general outline. I was blind and now I see, right? I was blind, I met Jesus, now I see, right? So these are, again, one to two minute stories that just highlight how, how God has worked in your life, how the Bible has made a difference, how the community of the church has made a difference, so here's another example. Um, in a conversation, maybe about a lost business opportunity, you could say this, like a few years ago, I had a business deal fail and it about killed me. I worked on it for months and I put everything else on hold. The bank was calling. I couldn't sleep at night. I was having chest pains. I got to a place where I had no other option but to trust God with my business. I realized that I needed to do my best work, but in the end, God controls the results. I don't like to lose but I have peace of mind knowing that God is running the show. Again, short story. I was stressed out, anxious, out of control. I didn't have control. And I met God and now I'm recognizing that he's the one in control. So again, it's a one to two minute thing. And these faith stories are really powerful because they give a glimpse of what it's like to be a child of God and what it's like to have a relationship with him. Right? It shows what active, real-life faith looks like and feels like. Um, these faith stories also, they tend to correspond. They're designed to correspond to a need or a circumstance in the listener's life. So you're telling this story about yourself because in natural conversation, you've just heard that they're struggling in this particular area. And so you're offering an example of how God has met you in a similar way. The design of that is that it stimulates questions or comments and you can further the discussion. Um, and then also faith stories explain, they help explain why there's something different about us. Like what is it that makes us tick? So again, we shine as lights in the world when we care about people. Like Jesus said, um, that they may see your good works. And so that means that we're caring about people. We're doing things for people. We're living differently. We're living, we're doing good work. We're doing hard work in the office. We're caring about people at home in the neighborhood. We're caring about our coworkers, our colleagues, our friends. Like we're doing things that demonstrate the goodness of Jesus. But then faith flags and faith stories are the way that we give other people the chance to give glory to our father who's in heaven. We want to out ourselves consistently that we're Christians we want it to be known that we're people of faith, that we love Jesus, that he makes a difference in our lives so that people can see the difference that he makes and it invites them to explore and ask us more about who Jesus is and how he might change their lives. And so, so here's our homework assignment. 
homework assignment for this week. You can probably guess what I'm going to have you do. <laughs> okay, this is so that we can get better at sharing our faith, because that's what we're working on right now. We're trying to get better at sharing our faith. If you're really good at sharing your faith already, you do it all the time. It's consistent a part of your life. You don't have to do this homework assignment. You're free, right? But for the rest of us, here's the homework assignment. I want you to write three faith flags, and I want you to write three faith stories. Okay, write three faith flags and three faith stories. Okay, how do you do this? Well, here's step one. Step one is make a list of times. Make a list of the times in your life when you've had a personal encounter with God. Okay, just make a list of those times that you feel like God has shown up in your life. You've experienced him. You've had an encounter with him. So this could have been an instance where God did something meaningful or significant in your life. Um, it, could be, it could be a time when you knew that God was working. Like you just knew he was working. Um, it could be a time when you had an experience where you were convinced that God loves you. Time where God broke through and taught you something important that you'll never forget. Or a time when maybe God worked through you to accomplish his purposes. We got a text yesterday from Jamie. She's my oldest daughter, lives up in uh, Sacramento. And uh, she said, hey, y'all, you know how God does crazy things in my life with money? She's like, well, this, it happened again. She said, I had to take my car in last week and it was a real bummer because I needed to get certain things fixed and it cost like 600 bucks. And so she's like, I paid for it. And then this week, a friend of the woman who's discipling me how this work? Let's just read the text. She said this, so it cost over 600 bucks to fix, so that was a bummer. And then the discipler uh, this morning, I went on a walk with my discipler and she gave me an envelope with $600 from, these other, from this other family. This other family are my, men, uh, my mentor, discipler's best friends, and they were the ones oh, that they were paying for us to lead yoga classes over quarantine. And so she's like, they must have heard somehow that I had car problems and they wanted to help. And she's like, seriously, like, I don't even see them anymore. And they just gave me this gift. And then in all caps, God always provides above and beyond anything we can ask or think. So this is a faith story, right? My car needed to get fixed. I had to pay for it. Great, ridiculous amounts of money, and then all of a sudden, God blessed me with through the church. And so, um, anyway, so you want to think of a time when God showed up, and those are the different ways. And then, after you make that list, just choose three of these experiences and write three faith flags and three faith stories about each. Here's what will happen. You will find that as you're faithful to prepare to share, God will bring more opportunities for you to share. Like, that's how it works. The more you're prepared to share, the more God will open up doors for opportunity for you to share. And sometimes that's just God saying, hey, you've been faithful in this, so I'm going to bless you. I want this person to hear from you. And sometimes what happens is as you prepare, you go, oh my goodness, wait, I actually have some stories to share. Like, God actually works in my life. And as you walk around knowing that, you will recognize opportunities that have already been in your life that you just haven't taken yet because you weren't prepared 
So let me give you some guidelines for how and when to share your faith flags and your faith stories because um, I think I'm the expert at doing this wrong, okay? I've done this wrong hundreds, literally hundreds of times. I could probably go back and find these people and go, hey, what would you say what I was like when I was in college? And they would be like annoying, obnoxious, frustrating, completely out to lunch, you know, anyway, so, so here's some guidelines. These are things I've learned along the way, things that are also reflected in the Workplace Grace book. Um, I used to freak out when weird things would happen as I was preaching or sharing in front of people. But then I realized that God loves me. And even if my book drops, it's not a big deal. And so now when things like this happen, God's with me. So I don't mind so much. There's a faith story. Okay. Um, okay. So some guidelines here. First, um, make it fit. Make it fit. Okay. Make it a natural part of the conversation. You're being intentional, uh, but it's not contrived. It's not random. It relates to the topics that are being brought up. Okay. So again, this is just simply expressing uh, the reality of faith as it relates to the conversation, right? So whatever stories you have, if you've got an experience of God that relate to what you're talking about, you can share. Okay. So, but make it fit. Two, keep it short. Okay. Faith flags are just a few seconds. It's like a sentence, maybe. Faith stories are one to two minutes. So, but you don't want to start preaching. You just want to share. Um, and the point is that you put it out there and then you just leave it there and let the conversation continue. If they want to keep talking, well, we'll talk about that in a second. Third, be authentic. I can tell you this over and over and over again. People appreciate when you are real far more than when you come across like you're perfect and have all the answers. So if your faith story includes how broken you are, what an idiot you used to be, how obnoxious you might have been in the past, it endears people to you. So be authentic. Um, and then fourth, watch for a response. Okay, you're watching for a response. You want to look for it, but don't expect it. Okay, um, a verbal reply can... If someone like sort of bites, you know, if they actually want to engage with you uh, in the conversation, they'll ask. They'll say something that wants to take it further. And so you want to look for that, but don't expect it, okay? Um, body language can also be a clue to someone's interest or comfort level. Um, and you want to respect a negative response or even a silent response. So if, you, if they don't engage with you on the spiritual stuff that you've just shared, then just move on. It just shows that you just need to wait, like need for cultivation. Don't push, okay? You want to give other people the time and the freedom to process this new information on their own. Um, I used to hate it when I would share a story and people would say, oh, that's really good for you. Because back then I was like, well, it's not just good for me. If it's true, it's true for everyone. So it should be good for you too. So don't tell me like I could feel like they were just using that phrase. I'm really glad for you to push me away and keep me at arm's length, right? They were trying to say like, oh, it's good for you, but not for me. And I used to get frustrated by that. And then I realized, you know what? If, if I could share enough where somebody would say, oh, that's really good for you five times. And that's really making an impression. It really is making an impression. Like what we're doing is we're planting seeds. We're just planting seeds. We're helping people understand this is the impact of what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. And again, over time, as long as you don't push, over time, those seeds will get an opportunity to grow. And so, um, and then the last 
just guideline on this is, is focus on the gospel with your stories. Let your stories illustrate how you share the gospel. Okay, and so what do I mean by this? Well, like, think about the way that you share the gospel with people and let your stories and your faith flags kind of illustrate how you share the gospel. So what do I mean by that? Well, if the gospel that, if the gospel is that Jesus gives you a new heart, a forgiven past, and a God-filled present that makes you a blessing to others, right? The threefold blessing of the gospel. You get a new heart, you get a forgiven past, and then you get a God-filled present that makes you a blessing to others. If that's the gospel, then frame your faith stories as example of those three things. Okay, there's stories that show that Jesus has given you a new heart. You know, I used to be this way, and then Jesus gave me a new heart, and now I'm like this. Or, or there's stories that give you peace and joy from the forgiveness of God. Um, or how God has helped you to become a blessing to others. If your stories sort of frame, fit the frame of how you share the gospel, it'll be even more natural than when you share the gospel with people. And so you want to focus on the gospel. So God, he wants us in these relationships so that we can shine the light of our relationship with him. So our long-term goal is to love people the way that Jesus does and part of loving people. Like Jesus wants you to love people so much that they would understand and be blessed by your faith. And so faith flags and faith stories, these are the steady planting and the watering of seeds of your faith that over time, will produce fruit. Um, one pastor told me something, gosh, it's been maybe, know, probably about 15 years ago. He said, look, God just wants you to live with dozens of people in normal life. So in your home, your neighborhood, your community, your workplace, your church, he just wants you overlapping with dozens and dozens of people in your life. And you need to love them and just live with them and do your life with Jesus around them so that when their life falls apart, you're one of the people they'll come to because you've got something that they think they need. I've just never forgotten that. So I want to close with this. Some of you might be thinking, okay, Stephen, my faith stories, I feel like my faith stories are, they're all from a long time ago. Um, or I don't have any faith stories that I can remember at all. If you feel that way, I want to tell you, like, this is why we need to be following Jesus every day. This is why Jesus, like, needs to make a difference. We need to be spending time with him all the time. And it makes sense that we would do that, right? I mean, if Jesus is God over everything, if Jesus is the God who is infinite, eternal, and he loves us and he cares about us, if he's the most important thing in our lives, then he should be making a difference in our lives every day. Like every day, if Jesus is the most important thing in your life, then every day he will make a difference in what you choose to do or why you choose to do it. And so you need to pursue Jesus. If you don't have any faith stories, Spend time with him. Bring your cares and your concerns. Bring your joys. Bring your life before him and include him in it. Uh, one night this week, I was falling asleep and I just started thanking God that he was loving authority over me. 
I was just thanking God that I have a person, I have an authority in my life who knows everything and knows what's best for me. And I was just so thankful. I was so thankful that God is my heavenly father and that he uses all of his authority to care about me and to lead me in the best possible life that I could possibly live. And it was just because I was praying and then I fell asleep because that's what happens when I pray as I'm trying to fall asleep. Um, And so, but I just, again, every day, like the God of the universe has reached out to you in Jesus and we have his word here. We have his word. We have his life. We have lives that desperately need his wisdom, his insight, his presence, his love, his peace, his ability to love people, his ability to carry pain, his ability to, you know, all of this, like it's, it's Jesus and he loves us and wants to share himself with us. And so I want you to go to God. I want you to spend time with him. Learn this week, grow this week, focus this week, deepen your understanding of who he is. This is what the Bible means when it tells us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling because God is at work in us. And if Jesus matters to you more than anything else, then you'll have a faith story every week that you can share. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for calling us the light of the world. Thank you for lighting us up with the good news of the gospel. The joy that we have because of you, the peace that is ours because we're forgiven, the hope that we have for the future, all of this causes us to shine like lights in a world that's confused and frustrated and angry and polarized. Jesus, help us. Help us to share our experiences of you from the past and from the present so that others could know you. We pray this in your name. Amen.